0: Today we're with Bethany Bairstow-Morris and we're coming to you through the International Institute of Live and Events and we've got another one of our podcasts with a recent graduate from a university in the UK who is going to give our audience an insight into their university career, their work experience and their current work that they that she's done since graduating And as we've said earlier on in our pre-talk, is that the ink has just dried on her degree certificate. And when you achieved your degree certificate, what did you achieve? What was your classification?
1: First class in events management.
0: First class in events management. So, Bethany, would you like to just give a short introduction about who you are?
1: Uh, Yeah. So, I have a theatre background originally um, and I kind of fell into events by accident um, like a lot of people tend to say Um, and I actually injured myself that's why I stopped doing theatre and moved into more the management side of um, theatre and events and also moved jobs to Alton Towers so I went into the visitor attraction industry um, and all of that has combined <laughs> to where I am today.
0: So you're saying that you used to be a fesbian
1: <laughs> yes I still am
0: oh, right uh, <laughs> so did you did you sing did you what type of performance what's your strength
1: um so musical theater is what I studied um I did so I did singing acting and dancing with my main um thing being ballet Um, But then I hurt my Achilles tendon and my hamstring. (laughs) Um, So I would say singing is now my strongest. Um, It would have been dancing before. Um, Yeah.
0: So you still perform?
1: I do still perform and I work with a local theatre company as well. I do their marketing.
0: Excellent. And, And throughout the time that you've been at university, you've been working on the side so to speak in that area yes yes and did you find that fulfilling in any way in terms yeah. of something extracurricular to study in?
1: yeah definitely it was very busy at times trying to fit it all in um but i'm quite i'm a very organized person sectioning off my time so um i made it work <laughs> somehow
0: okay. excellent so so today's podcast viewers is really to Sort of extract for me to extract, and for you to understand how Bethany has navigated herself through what is what is really a short career so far, but a potentially very long career in the area of entertainment. And I use that um, in abbreviated commas, so you can go as far as you want with your skill set that I know you have, and what you're going to you're going to gain as you go forward. So you say, obviously, that you, musical theatre is your passion and your love, but obviously due to an accident, you weren't able to continue that. And then you s- decided to to join university. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you go to university?
1: Um, so whilst I was studying theatre, um, I worked in restaurants just as a waitress. Um And then once I stopped doing theatre, I decided to move out of the food and beverage industry and try something new, which is how I ended up at Alton Towers um, doing a a sales and customer service role. So it was a guest facing role selling fast tracks and dealing with feedback on the day um, inside the park. Um, And I applied for a team leader role after about five months of being there and I got it um, and that's the job that I still do now although it's changed a lot since then. Um, so I've how, been, long,
0: how had, long have you been at Alton Towers? Don't mind.
1: Um, since February 2019.
0: Right so you've been there through the ups and downs, the pandemic um, and you said there's been major changes to your role so what specific changes have you had to encounter and how did you overcome them?
1: Um, So there's been quite a lot of changes just within the department itself. Um, So in the time that I've been there, we've changed um, the department. Name has changed several times and kind of the focus of the department as well. So we were originally under product excellence um, and we kind of were a sales and customer service team. Then we moved to become a commercial team. So we were very much sales driven rather than um, customer focused. And we kind of had a dotted line to the product excellence team then. And then we've changed multiple times since then, but we've now ended up as guest excellence. So sales has left my job role completely, which I like. (laughs) I'm not a numbers person. Um, and now my role is completely based on guest experience. So the team has grown massively. We now have a call centre. We operate live chat, all the social media responses, on the day feedback, email responses, mm-hmm. um, and VIP experiences as well.
0: Okay. So so within the area of events, as you said, customer experience and that that part of your job role is a major part within the events industry overall. So I'd like to draw your attention back to the course that you took and to elaborate, if you can, if you felt there was any connection between what you learnt and what you were doing in your role within Alton Towers and even while the role has changed. And if you could give us you your honest opinion on that.
1: Yeah, so um in first year straight away we had a module called managing the visitor experience which i really enjoyed um that was kind of at the start of me just having become a team leader um so i think now with the experience i had if i took the module again i'd probably do my assignment completely differently um but i i did do really well in the module um, i think i got a first class in it and I wrote all about the visitor experience of when I went to watch Hamilton in London. So I kept it very theater based. Um, but now I've had a lot more experience on different events and things like that. So there's a lot more that I could draw on now um, if I was to take it again.
0: Okay, so we'll we'll, we'll touch on those events later on, the events that you worked on, but before we go on to that, so you've, finished your first year you move into your second year you're still working in industry you're still doing theatre yep still working at Alton Towers so you, is there a module in your second year that you felt you there was a, another connection with the industry that you were in at that time
1: yeah so my entire second year was um during the pandemic and um, so the pandemic started halfway through my first year. Um, so. The whole of my second year was during pandemic times and I really enjoyed that year um, my digital marketing modules because um, that re- they really helped me with the marketing that I was doing for the theatre company, which obviously we couldn't meet at that point. There were no rehearsals, no performances that were taking place, um, but I still was trying to build the presence of the company and um, get get brand awareness built up in the area. Um, So I actually used the theatre company as a case study for two of my projects for modules that year. And I did build up a massive following on all the social media accounts, which I created from scratch, fresh ones for um, rebuilding the business. And it was really successful. And now that we've started meeting again and we're, we're doing performances again, the cast has grown hugely. Yeah.
0: So, so you saw a definite cause and effect in regards to what you were taught and you were able to apply it and you saw the outcomes. Yes. And And that's hard for a lot of young people who are probably at university now because they may not have, like yourself, the industry to apply it while they're studying. So they only can potentially, if they're taking those modules and they're going to go into that direction, to apply it once they've graduated. So they may not see there is a connection as yet, because a lot of the case study they may work on may be not so much fictional, but they could be case study that they don't know the full outcomes of those case studies. Because they could be taken from a journal article or a book. But like you said, you were able to apply it to something real. And see the, 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 the specific outcomes from that in regards to what you were learned and I think for anybody on a course you would hope that to be the case but it's not obviously the case for everybody and you probably realized that people on your course didn't have that to rely on and couldn't translate the theory to practice which a lot of academics talk about in regards to the, the learning process so it's really fortunate for yourself that you did in that respect so did you do a placement or did you go straight into your final year?
1: Uh, I went straight into my final year. Um, I, I did look at placements, but um, some there were. it was quite limited what was available because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones that were avail- available were um, kind of ha- online placements. And I wanted to work within an event environment rather than online. So I went straight on to my third year
0: okay so while you were in your third year the pandemic was still around or not yes it was <laughs> yes it was i mean we were coming to not to the close but we we're coming out of it slightly yes yeah. so in regards to the organization you worked with while you were while you were studying did they close down entirely or did they were they partially open in terms of in terms of visitors um
1: so we closed Several times. Um, so in total, I was furloughed four times and brought back and furloughed <laughs> and brought back um, depending on the business needs at the time. So um, sometimes I was brought back when we when a new government announcement came out and we started receiving an influx of inquiries. So me and some of my team were brought back in to field those inquiries but then when it died down again we'd get furloughed again um, and then um, for example I was brought back uh, in November 2020 yeah <laughs> and that was to help run the new Christmas product that had come out but then we did go into tier three Um, so a lot of that was cancelled and Um, swapped and changed around for different offerings so I was furloughed again then until about April um, Mm. when I I think that was the last time I was furloughed so
0: right so so the (laughs) organisation is up and running um, at full strength now and has been for a a good number of months throughout this this current summer 2022 would you say yeah Yep. and numbers have, have gone back to their original um 2019 levels or not
1: No, not yet. Um that's been something that I've found really interesting to kind of watch because on a busy day we'd see probably over 20,000 guests on park before COVID. And when we first came back after the first lockdown, we reopened at about 5,000, um, and gradually built it up. Um, We did get a lot of feedback even when we first opened at 5,000 saying that we were being irresponsible and the park was too full but actually when you look at the numbers people were really surprised Um, and it's just kind of a result of being in lockdown and away from crowds for so long that people weren't used to it and had new perceptions on what was busy and to what we had before.
0: Right. So you feel like people were a bit hesitant to return to the park and gain yes, the full customer but, experience.
1: Yeah. Right. And we're still not back now. So we've kind of seen around 15,000 on a busy day at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's
1: interesting.
0: Well, consi- considering that a lot of people couldn't go on holiday because aircrafts couldn't fly because of... Uh, If staff weren't available, you would have thought a lot of people would have done staycation and and, um, travelled to sites and experienced, you know, parts of the UK that they probably haven't experienced as of yet. But obviously, that's not the case for your particular visitor attraction. Um, So they may have a strategy to obviously to try to counteract that. I'm sure they will to then bring that forward. So, like I said, you're coming into your final year and you're looking at those modules and you're thinking to yourself one how do i get a first i'm sure that's that's what you were focused on but not only that how do i then ensure that what i learn is going to help me push my career on so how how was your final year for you what's your thoughts on that
1: um so i I read a book right before I went into my final year Um I, I won't say what it's called it's got a swear word in it it's called F being humble um, and it's really good for kind of self-promotion and um, a bit about imposter syndrome and that kind of thing and I took a lot of that with me into third year. Um, I made an online portfolio, um, which is just an Instagram account, which I just use for um, events, industry things. Um, and I've kind of done it as a bit of a personal brand. So I used my marketing um, knowledge from the marketing modules that I'd already done. And kind you of... You
0: started, started blogging, did you, as well?
1: Um, Not... So, blogging as such but kind of um doing a little it's like a diary of all of the events that I've worked on
0: through images or videos
1: images and videos I've, I've done like a few reels and that kind of thing as well um but it's really useful to look back through when I'm applying for jobs or um courses and things like that
0: so when you went for jobs did you inform the the potential employer about your online presence
1: yes I it's on it's at the top of my CV
0: right so you could probably tell if they went on there and had a look when you you looked at the analytics (laughs) (laughs) what did you check the analytics to see if there was a spike
1: yeah I do um Mm -hmm. but then it's hard to tell because it is a public um profile anyway so it does get kind of views anyway
0: right okay so, so how long have you been running that persona online?
1: Um, it was just before I went into third year. Um,
0: and you're still running it now, are you?
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Okay.
1: As often as I do something, um, that you really,
0: upload. Yeah. And and from reading that book, it gave you the impetus, impetus to do that, but have you found it more of a cathartic thing or have you f- found that it has helped you in reflecting or helped you in gaining employment or has people comment on comment, commented on it when you applied for a job?
1: Um, it's been really useful for like you say reflecting on things that I've done especially um, specifically what my duties were in a specific role that I've done or um what i learned from doing something um and then i find it really useful when i am applying for an for a job and when i'm editing my cv to match the job description i go back through the profile and i can find specific skills that i've been able to apply in the past and pop that into my application
0: okay all right it's good to hear so there you are there you are uh, graduates or students who are still at university, an online blog, blog that gives you a presence prior to you leaving. I know people use LinkedIn, like you say, and they may use other social media sites to, to give a presence, but you felt that this particular one has uh, allowed you to, like you said, reflect and chart and document things that you've done for those who are doing things. And I, I suppose that's a good way of really looking back over what what you've done because sometimes a CV it, it's two-dimensional when you send it to somebody. and I suppose when people see you, your videos or your images, they probably can respond to those much better than they can to a sheet of paper that just tells them what you've done in respect of that. So that may be a, a, a let's say a little bit a little nugget for your audience to take mm-hmm. forward, all right yeah obviously, like I said, it all depends on on them. So, final year, what was your most applicable module on the work that you're currently doing and the work that you have done while you were studying? Pick out that module.
1: (laughs) I think my favourite module in final year was the event module. (laughs) Oh. Just, I think, purely because I had studied events for almost three years by this point and had not been able to do an event. Um, Whether that was attending an event or putting on my own event, um, the only ones that I'd been able to attend were online virtual events, Um, so it was really good to be able to finally put one on. We had to cancel our first year event because of the first lockdown. Um so yeah, it was that was my favourite. Um and we as a group we did really well. We got a first class and we raised almost five thousand pounds for the charity that we chose. Um so yeah. What was
0: your what was your role out within that team?
1: I was during the planning process, I was deputy event manager. Um, and we um switched roles when it came to the delivery of the event so myself and the event manager switched and she became my deputy for the event delivery um and I for the whole duration of planning to delivery I was also the health and safety officer as well
0: so in the roles that you took within that particular event and the delivery of the event and the planning of the event did you see any crossover with anything that you've done in industry up until that point
1: yeah so um it was although it doesn't apply specifically to my job role at Alton Towers um I I do work on like the incident team some days at Alton Towers and I'm a duty contact so I regularly communicate with other departments like PR marketing health and safety um security medical so all these um, other departments that come together to run the attraction daily, I was able to kind of pick out things that we would learned on the course and apply them to the event or i I asked um, opinions from the my colleagues at work as well. Um, so yeah, it was it was really good to combine the two and produce a really good event
0: okay so since leaving and not going into those little golden nuts about what you worked on so far since graduating Mm -hmm. did you see any crossover in terms of what you've done on the events you worked on and what you did in your last year on your course
1: yes um I think the, the thing that I've been able to kind of notice the most um within my job role is definitely comes from the marketing side of things um a lot of my job involves working with PR and coming up with comms plans and things like that so a lot of what i've learned um i think uh it, i can't remember if it was a report for you or not um about social the use of social media in an event crisis but um i did write a report on that which I found really interesting to write because I was able to use actual comms plans that I've written at work with the PR manager in as a case study in my assignment and I was able to incorporate the two.
0: Right, okay, well done. So, now you've left university and you graduated, what year did you graduate? This year. (laughs)
1: 2022.
0: (laughs) Well, this is specifically for the audience. (laughs) So you've only just graduated and you contacted me, and I'm not sure, I think you contacted me to say that you were about to get a job with which organisation, which event was it?
1: Um, The Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games.
0: And I said... (laughs) Take it. (laughs) Yes, take it. So. For those of you who are aware of, and I'm sure you should have been, because it was a major event that was delivered and just completed within the UK. And it doesn't come around that often. I think the last time it was in the UK was Glasgow, if I'm correct. Um, But it obviously, it, it goes to the Commonwealth countries. And since the death of Her Majesty the Queen, most people, a lot of people now will probably understand what the Commonwealth is and all the countries that are represented in the Commonwealth um, in terms of, and particularly why the Commonwealth Games now is such an important event. So probably they can re- really pull those, pull those together. But going back to the event itself, it's a, this is a major event in terms of its impact. It took place, where did it take place? Birmingham. And you don't know Birmingham that well, I take it?
1: No, um, I was born in Birmingham but ah. I moved away when I was very young so okay. I nice to go back.
0: <laughs> right, so you went back to your birthplace. Yes. <laughs> right, so the likelihood of most people having the opportunity to work on a major event is for a lot of people it's, it's quite rare because they come around so infrequently unless they're prepared to travel internationally. So the fact you would, you jumped on this and grabbed it by the shirt tails as they say so what was your role within this event or roles and how did how did it play out for you as, as, a, as a new graduate in her first year, first year of um, leaving university working on a major event such as the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham?
1: So I covered multiple roles in my time with the Games and um, because I actually started as a volunteer and um, so When I was still in my third year, back in October, um, so literally just started my third year at uni, I attended my interview to be part of the Commonwealth Collective, Um, and they said that we'd hear back kind of February, March time, so I thought nothing of it, um, and then I received an email saying that I hadn't been successful in getting a position, which I was kind of disappointed about what there was so many thousands of r- roles and many more thousands than that people who wanted them. And mm-hmm. um, so I kind of just thought it's one of those things. And um, it's still going to be an event that you can attend and um, in your in your country. And um, so it's still, you know, a great opportunity to go and learn from. Yep. Um But then I, a few weeks later, a few months later, actually, it was the day that I handed in my dissertation. um, I received an email from Birmingham Ceremonies Limited saying that they wanted me to be a casting volunteer with them. Um, And basically what had happened was the Commonwealth Collective had looked at my skills and experience on my application and my theatrical background And they'd passed my details on to the smaller company that had been set up specifically to do the opening and closing ceremonies of the Games. Um, So I accepted that job offer. And again, like I say, it was a volunteer role. Um, So I was only doing one shift a week because I was having to drive to and from Birmingham. And um, I did two shifts and... On the second shift i parked up in the car park of the secret rehearsal site and i met the head of transport and fleet for the ceremonies um he was doing like some research on where people were driving from and um why they were choosing to drive rather than use public transport because there was a big thing around this games about it being the sustainable games so everyone was supposed to be using public transport where possible um but that but wasn't possible for me um to get to that location and he when i explained why i was travelling from where i was travelling from because he was astounded that i was doing it for a volunteer role um i explained that i was an events graduate soon to be graduating and he offered me a job there on the spot um And I had to do a bit of an interview, but it was more kind of a formality. And Mm -hmm. then I started about three days after that conversation in the car park. Mm -hmm. Um, So. That's how I got the job, so volunteering is (laughs) definitely worth doing. Um, And
0: and before you go on, and and I'd (laughs) like to bring testament to that, because a lot of students are told to volunteer and I always tell people to volunteer. And to use the opportunity to network with the people that you meet because you don't know what opportunities will come from it and and I think you've probably been a clear example of why you need to do these types of volunteer roles and while you're in there that's when the opportunities come and if they do come how you capitalize on those opportunities and it's clearly obvious through a conversation that's how you've managed to, to secure another role within the same um, event itself and people will look at what you said and probably feel that they've had similar situations like that. And they ask themselves to, or they may ask themselves the sort of question, why am I volunteering? Well, you're volunteering to a large degree to gain experience, but also open up yourself to the environment and the people and the networks and the friendships that you're going to make. And you don't know where it's going to lead to. So now you're in this new role, which you didn't expect. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. how? how what skill set did you did you feel you needed, or did you go in there thinking to yourself, "I've got no idea what I'm doing. This is transportation and logistics. <laughs> um, this is so outside my comfort zone. Or can I perform in this area? What were your your, your main thoughts?"
1: So, um, the role was transport and fleet coordinator, um, and y- exactly what you've just said. I was really nervous because I didn't no I had no experience doing anything like that Um yeah I, I was nervous when I when I first went um, but there was so much um, going on that I didn't really have time to worry <laughs> about what I was doing because I just had to do it Um so what, was your,
0: what was first, Tell us your first day where they threw they threw you in the deep end. Recount to us your first day. Um, hopefully you did it on one of your one of your video blogs.
1: Yeah. So my my first day was kind of they did ease me in. Um, it was a nice day. Um, I went to Alexander Stadium where the offices were based, and I worked with the head of the department who is the person that I'd met in the car park and he kind of I just shadowed him all day so he took me into meetings with him Um so he went or we went to go and meet the transport manager for the organising committee um because it's kind of two separate entities but obviously we needed to work together um and they were kind of discussing where um spectators were gonna park for the opening and closing or where they were gonna stage buses that were coming in um how many extra buses did we need transport for west midlands to put on for the cast to be included in the numbers and all that kind of thing as well um because there was a cast of thousands who were all volunteers and were entitled to free public transport um as part of the cast so there was all of this which just in that one meeting was things that I wouldn't have considered myself.
0: So you left there and opened up an Excel spreadsheet did you?
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, well I Excel was my best friend for the whole time mm. that I worked there and um, I did a couple of days at the stadium and then I moved over to the secret rehearsal site um which was run daily like it was a visitor attraction itself um there was a control room which I was kind of based in the same marquee as that um with the ops team and then right in the next tent which was really interesting for me when I did have downtime was like the production team um and obviously having a theatre background it was really interesting to watch them work when I did have the time to um yeah
0: (laughs) okay so you said you were working for the for the opening closing ceremony so Mm -hmm. have you did you gravitate completely away from them or and working on transportation or did you were you having a duality across those two
1: so um my role was still with the opening and closing ceremony business that had been set up, Birmingham Ceremonies. Um, and we. I was mainly working at the rehearsal site up in the lead up to the opening. Um, then kind of two or three weeks before I moved over to Alexander Stadium, uh, as the rehearsal started to move over there, Um, But then it was really interesting for the closing. Obviously, I had an operational role during the ceremony as well. Um, But during the closing, it was really interesting to see because obviously we couldn't rehearse in the stadium because the athletics was happening in there. So a temporary stage was set up at the rehearsal site and all, all dress rehearsals happened there. And then overnight before the closing, A team worked through the night to set up the staging ready for the big closing ceremony.
0: So so one would probably presume that your background in theatre and production and staging and rehearsal and performance really came to play when you were working with the ceremony, open and closing ceremony, would I? Yeah. (laughs) It it definitely had a crossover.
1: It definitely did and it was really interesting because there were certain going into especially starting two months out from the event um I found originally quite difficult because there are so many abbreviations and things that had code words and code names and I had no idea what they were and I was given pages and pages of like a dictionary of how to work at Birmingham ceremonies and understand the language but being thrown into the job you can't look at what what someone's talking about whilst they're talking to you
0: so, so the radio communication or the conversation sometimes was a, was like a kind of another language would you say
1: yeah sometimes um but I was really lucky to so one of these well the two assistant managers that I was working with um Vicky and Thane um they were really really helpful and like helping me understand everything. Um, I mostly worked with Vicky um, and she really helped and explained lots about lo- event logistics to me. Um, they'd both just come from working on Expo mm-hmm. um, and so had the manager as well, JD. Um,
0: and that's Expo in Dubai.
1: In Dubai, yeah. yeah. Um, and so from a logistics and operational jargon point of view, they really helped me. But then, at the same time, they are very logistics operations professionals um, in terms of their experience and background. So sometimes there were things like, um, for example, vomitorium. They didn't know what that was, whereas me, from a theatre background, could explain that to them. Um, explain
0: that to your audience. What does that mean <laughs> in logistics?
1: Um. So vomitorium in a in a theatre. Um, is kind of, when a theatre is in the round, it's kind of the entry onto, it's what would be the wings on a normal stage, um, like a proscenium arch stage. Um, And obviously the ceremony was performed in a stadium, which was in the round. So we used the vomitoriums to get the cast onto Mm -hmm. the field of play.
0: And I think most people now probably go to big stadium um, uh, events, and performance. They see a lot of artists performing in the round. It's mm-hmm. become quite popular. Um, it's, it's not something that, it, obviously, the Shakespeare Theatre was, was in the round. So there's nothing new in that sense. But yeah. from, from a point of view of um, festivals and events and performance, they've taken to working in the round because it gives a, that all-round view for everybody, particularly if you're in a stadium and if you're in a, a field, it, whereas you, you, you get a better view. In terms of everybody having access, viewable access to the performers on the stage, so you were able to translate that to your job. You were, would you, were you, think, did you think you were effective in that in that role when you um, when you reflect back on it now?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I did. It was kind of. Um, I was lucky in that being in charge of the transport. Mm. I was only really busy when people were. Arriving and then leaving at the end of a rehearsal. So I was lucky to have a lot of downtime in between, where as long as I'd got kind of my office work done, I was free to roam the rehearsal site and watch the rehearsals and watch the choreographers working and the stage managers and all of that sort of thing.
0: Okay. So this was a real invaluable experience, I would imagine, a, a golden opportunity. Yes. To get to one to to be picked up for a job that you didn't apply for originally because you went for a volunteering, and then be picked up for another job, which was just coincidental based on a conversation that you had. So, did any of those um, departments or individuals give you feedback um, since now the game was completed and, and uh, moved moving to a next location?
1: Yeah. Um. So I, all of the team that I worked with, um, were really um supportive and all kind of what are you doing next? and it was really interesting to see where where they're all going next as well. um
0: good point that, right. So what was their <laughs> onward journey where what's their next event they were going to?
1: Most people are on to the World cup um and then j d the manager, after that is going to he's got a long contract with the Olympic Committee. Okay. Um,
0: So before, so before they went off on their onward journey, they gave you feedback, and if they did, what was that feedback?
1: Um. Yeah. So, JD, my manager, was very much like you said. This is going to open a lot of things for you. Um. You've. You clearly, it's great that Alton Towers are having you back. Um. But you've got so much like doors opening for you and opportunities that are available um and kind of it it was a tricky one because uh, for him to kind of give specific feedback as to the role that I'd been doing because he was very often based in the office whilst we were on the ground doing the actual operations um but the two managers that I worked with um, especially Vicky like I say I was with her most of the time um, she they've both offered to write me references and um, give her any any support that I need um, for any future roles so yeah right. they, were, they were all very impressed.
0: So, so, so people are probably asking themselves the question why didn't you follow them on to these other major events <laughs> that they were moving on to considering that they had glowing reports about you and were willing to put their name to your to your reference yeah what was your reason not to not to go on to those other major events
1: um I working abroad doesn't particularly appeal to me um so although I love kind of the working in the events environment I I loved working in Birmingham um and being part of that kind of home event but um working abroad yeah it doesn't appeal to me and I'm much more interested in visitor attraction management rather than um, or, or just visitor experience even if it was at an event yeah. um, that's what is my kind of passion visitor experience and accessibility.
0: So you had the opportunity if you wanted to Yes, and and that that's that's what is a little takeaway from that which I want people to pick up on. Like you said, is that once you're in that environment and you perform well enough in in that environment, people will pick up on it, and therefore they will offer it to you or give you the option, if you wish to go on and do something else within there. So I'm sure if if another major event, because England is littered with them now <laughs> and have been historically, and will continue in the future. And when they come back round again, I'm sure they'll probably pick up the phone and give you a call um, if you don't call them um, yeah. in, in regards <laughs> to what where you are in your work work life. So you finished at the Commonwealth Games. It, it was a do you think it was a success in your opinion?
1: Yeah, um, it was really interesting reading the reviews um, of something that I'd been involved with um, and. Also, being able to watch it back on iPlayer um, <laughs> was really s- surreal, um, knowing that I'd kind of helped get Ozzy Osborne onto the field of play. Um.
0: <laughs> Some people may ask themselves, how? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh,
1: it was interesting. It was interesting.
0: Would you like to elaborate, or, or is, that, is that one of the industry secrets that sometimes us as event managers cannot tell? <laughs>
1: um, it, w- it was quite an operation, and he had <laughs> all of his family with him as well. So <laughs> I met Sharon as well, um, and everyone, all the Osbournes, Um and <laughs> they were they were driven onto the field of play um, from outside the red line so mm-hmm. most people had to walk through um from that point but that's their what celebrity
0: cost, status gives you hey
1: their, well all all celebrities had to walk through as well oh, All right. from the
0: wasborns yes
1: um so yeah they were searched outside the red line and then driven mm-hmm. directly onto the field of play and then driven straight back out again Um. the only other people that got that treatment were the royals Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it was very. It was. It was interesting. Um. Yeah, so, I don't, I can't even remember what the question was
0: now. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Because, like I said, I'm trying to determine the success of the event. But I wanted you to talk about it from. And the next question I wanted to ask you now is about from the customer experience, because that's an area that obviously you've been working in for quite a number of years in different roles and different organizations. So from customer point customer experience point of view, did you look at any of the feedback and the reviews to to determine if you felt the event was a success from a customer point of view or is there anything that you felt they could have done differently to enhance the visitor experience going forward?
1: um yeah, it was it was an interesting um, one because having when I first joined um, the company, I wasn't really aware of the the difference between Birmingham ceremonies and the organising committee Um, but once I took on the role I kind of understood that the organising committee were looking after everything to do with spectators and spectators were nothing to do with us. Um, I mean obviously if one approached me and asked for directions or something obviously I helped but Mm -hmm. in terms of the strategy and what was happening with them and the logistics of the spectators that was all down to the organizing committee um so the experience that we were um impacting was that of the volunteer cast members mostly um and they um we were, I was obviously directly involved in their transport, um, but we became very much involved with the accessibility side of that as well. So um, those who have blue badges were given parking um, arrangements outside of the stadium and then we kind of golf bugged them into the stadium. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was interesting to see from kind of a spectrum uh, not, a, not a spectator point of view, which is obviously what I'm usually used to. Yeah. Um, it was good to see it from an internal side.
0: I suppose it would also be good as well when the official, let's say, study is written on the Commonwealth game, which it will be written and it will be published to also reflect on that as well. Um, and I'm not sure he's been given the responsibility to to actually write it and publish it. I'm sure someone, someone within the organisation is doing it, or a university may be co-opted into do the research and publishing that, but it'd be good to, at, a, at a point later on is to look, look back at that report to see the, the data, the statistics and the analysis of that to determine how successful it was from the, not just from the customer perspective, but also from the internal delivery and, it, and also, I suppose, from the departments that you worked in, in that respect, because obviously now, like I said, you're at the start of your career, Literally at the start of your career since you was university, and it's all that information that you can use in the future, which I'm sure you will do. So, coming on to where you are now, so now you finished with, with the Commonwealth Games and you're still working um, within the role of visitor experience for a themed attraction, but you recently applied for a job. You may not want to give the name of the organization yet because I know that you haven't formally agreed. But how do you, do you think that what you've learnt across this stepping stones, university, working while you were at university, working at the Commonwealth Games has helped or led you to this current role that you've just applied for?
1: Um, yeah, so <laughs> um, <laughs> the role, a bit of an outline of what the role is, it's at um what should be classed as a visitor attraction but isn't currently um, and the role that i have applied for and been offered is um has been created to help implement the strategy of turning that into a visitor attraction which includes um a culture change within the current workforce and into understanding that it's a visitor attraction not um, a retail brand Um, and so one of my modules was in in one of my final modules was all about culture change in an organisation and so that's come in very useful and I'll hold my hands up and say that was one module that I didn't think I would use never mind so soon after graduating. and I, I've i really enjoyed um, applying things to my role and growing my role as I've learned more, um, both from my job and degree um, into my current role. And it's really set me up before having the professional skills and maybe foresight to be able to go into this new role.
0: If that makes sense. It does, it does. I know we've got to be quite, I know we've got to be quite candid at this moment in time, because like (laughs) you said, you've been offered it, but you haven't formally accepted it yet. So. The role itself will bring together a lot of things that you've learned at university that you've learned while you've been um, working um, within the area of theatre performance. um, And also, since you've moved into the let's say the major events and picked up some knowledge and skills there. But like you said, now you're going to move into an organization if you formally accept it to change an organization, like you said. And and for anybody who's currently working in an organization, or will go to work in an organisation, will know that organisational change can be very difficult for not just the organisation itself overall, but the people who work in the organisation individually to get them to, like you said, a, a different way of thinking and, and also believing in the strategy that you're going to put forward to bring some sort of positive change or a different way in terms of what they, what they currently do. So that may be a real interesting development for you. Um, in terms of going forward and a, and a possibly a really good challenge for you in terms of how you move forward. And I, I believe that to be the case, knowing what I know of your intellectual ability to then take information and apply that information within a, a real world setting. So I do wish you well in if you formally <laughs> accept that role. And I'll be looking forward to hear how that goes forward for you. And probably we can do another podcast in the future um, in regards to that. But before we do close for today, is there any little golden nugget that you would like to tell current students or recent graduates that would help them or give them any impetus or inspiration as they struggle through this period of change?
1: Um, Volunteer. (laughs) I would have volunteered much more um than I have done if it hadn't have been for the pandemic um but I do feel that I definitely made up for it in the last kind of section of my degree um I've worked on charity events like the Race for Life um a local um venue that does kind of music concerts and Festivals, and I also my marketing role with the local theater company um, is a charity, so I do volunteer there as well. Everything I do for them is on a volunteer basis. So there's opportunities everywhere to volunteer. You just have to maybe create them yourself um, if they're not presenting themselves to you.
0: Excellent. Well done, thank you very much for that, Bethany. And I'd like to say thank you for joining us on our podcast from the International Institute of Live Events. Look out for some more interesting discussions with young people like yourself. Um, Hopefully it's a benefit for the audience. So I'll say goodbye to you.
1: Thank you very much. Goodbye.